and welcome to Osterloh Guitar Academy's Music Breakdown. I'm your host, Travis Osterloh, and we are here to dissect awesome music you may or may not be familiar with and find the creative elements that are used in every song to extract those diamonds in the rough and use them in our own playing, songwriting, and performances to make you the better musician. And today I have an awesome band with an awesome song. If you've never heard of the band Intervals, I would suggest go checking them out. I would start with the album The Shape of Color because in my opinion, when I listen to the whole album, it's bright, it's vibrant, it's upbeat, and it's so different from common progressive instrumental music. Aaron Marshall's an excellent guitarist you're going to hear all over the album and you're not going to help yourself. <laughs> you can't help yourself but to bang your head and sing along with the melody. That's what I really love this album about and today I took my favorite track off the album and we're going to be going over it. The song is called Libra and it features the artist named Polini. Not that it takes anything away from Aaron Marshall because they're great guitarists, they've toured together. Um, excellent players and I'm sure I'm gonna get to Polini eventually but enough about that let's dive into the song with this intro And if you couldn't tell, the beginning of this podcast and this intro riff are exactly the same. I love it so much because it comes with high energy. It gets you feeling the whole mood of the song from the get, and it locks you in. So I love it. I get super hype when that very beginning starts. Um, one thing I wanted to point out right away is just having creative rhythmic variation. So if you look back and dissect that intro, you're gonna notice an A, B, A, C format where the B section would normally uh, copy itself, but it's actually different transitioning into the next section of the song. But I think the variation was awesome because it was still high energy, it meshed well, and it's definitely something you need to use in your composition to evolve your riff playing and don't keep it the same. So it's something that's a little high level, but we can all get there. It's a matter of taking time, working it out, and making sure it's as good as possible. So I would also say right from the start, using octaves coming in with the na 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 Yeah, and if you hate my rendition of it, <laughs> you are welcome. But I think using the octaves gives it a different tone because it's not used all the time in instrumental music. And he definitely takes advantage of that kind of tone from the start. So I really dig that different uh, voicing, um, giving it a different flavor. The last thing that I want to talk about is the transition turnaround. So there was a completely different feel transitioning into this second part of the song and you can clearly hear it that it feels like it slows up because the rhythms changed it almost felt like 
you were running and then you came to a halt how it ended and if you don't get the feeling that i was feeling go back and listen to it and listen to that very last section and i think you'll understand what i'm talking about so i'm gonna wrap that one up and we're gonna move on to section two let's hear it So that second section is so creative and vibrant. I really do enjoy it, and it speaks to the whole entire album. So if you like that tone and that vibe, this is the music for you if you've never been into instrumental music before. Let me tell you. So I want to look at the lead lines that kind of hook you in. The There's a lot of melodic variation that's going on there, and each part is individually different with some like the beginning of the individual line stays the same but is varied at the end so what that does is it really locks in your listener giving them something creative different and interesting for every part of that section and then by doing that when you return to that section it's that familiarity that you have something interesting that's interesting enough that when you come back to it, it's enjoyed and appreciated and they get something different out of it every time they listen to it. That's what I love about instrumental music is you can listen to it over and over and over and find something different that you never heard before. Um, also to talk about this part, rubato between... Uh, <laughs> was used to really engage you too and the part that i'm talking about is the transition between the returning melodic phase phrase yeah phase phrase because that little increase in speed and flare in between the sections gives it a divide and gives it a hard reset and it's also an excellent transition point that's like hey here's the clear end of this the section we're going to jump to the next part so using that and then repeating it throughout the song gives you that familiarity again that, hey, there's a transition here. Hey, I need to pay attention. Hey, lock you back in. There's something happening. And it's jumping out of that context, throwing something new at them that's really going to draw them back in because they're not going to expect it. And holding out on consonants, holding out on giving the listener what they want makes them listen longer so by doing that and adding those dynamic interesting tidbits that keeps them on their feet will make them listen all the way through it goes a long way for songwriters and musicians and performers so that being said i want to go on to section three So that section, I have to say, is chop-licking good. Yeah, corny. I get it. 
but chop looking good. I'm licking my lips at how tasty them chops were. Let me tell you. Um, <laughs> I cracked myself up. But the creative parts of this that I really like is having the similar rhythmic line, but adding in pause and breaks for emphasis on each note. So like there wasn't it wasn't consistent notes there was clear rest in between there that give you the reset of the next phrase which adds emphasis to every phrase you play and if you just continue to just rip up and down without inserting those pauses and breaks your lead lines won't mean as much to the listener so i love that bit because it keeps the mood it's got flair it's a beat and like I said, every little bit is emphasized. And with the cherry on top, the same kind of transition that we've been talking about since the start of this song. Which would normally go back into the intro at this point. But we're going to jump ahead. We're going to go back into the next version of section two. So let's take a listen to it see how it's different. So that version of section two was clearly individually different and still had the same concepts of calling back to familiar lead lines from the first um, section two. And what I noticed to be different was a slow and rhythmic density. So less notes being played, also dynamics of taking down from that original intro volume and bringing it down to where it's calming so we've talked about dynamics before we talked about playing with them and making sure they're different for every section so that way it's engaging and that way you're not sitting on 10 the whole entire song it needs to have some flow it needs to have some variability and the easiest way to do that is just change how loud we play it's pretty simple concept and really easy to do but it can go far for you let me tell you um so the last uh bits that we're getting into here um are repeated sections so we're going to jump into the pre-solo so let's take a listen to it I hope you got what I got out of that. It was resetting the tone down to a chill vibe. Also, dynamics again, coming down from a high intensity section that has you grooving, resetting it, and then setting you up for this dramatic buildup 
into the solo. So also what's neat is using some early lead lines in the buildup to prep you for what's about to happen. I think if it was just a ramp up like it was with it just being empty without those lead lines, it would kind of hit you from nowhere. So adding these little phrases during the buildup just prepares you for what's about to happen. Um, again, it comes down to keeping your song interesting. And I think by that changing of dynamics, that prepping the listener for the most important part of the song, the climax that you're building up to, the awesome solo, the awesome solo that you want to rip out is the best way to add a lot of emphasis on it. So don't sleep on setting your climax up. A great author does it in the book. Take time to do it with your songwriting. So let's look at the awesome solo that's about to happen. What do you think about that solo? Would you do anything different with it? Or would you keep it exactly the way that it is? Guys and gals, I gotta say, building up to that solo makes it sound so great. What I would like to point out, it wasn't just a fury of notes. It was clear-cut sections. It was making individual notes sing and flutter with good variation that hold out. It's a real skill by good musicians to be able to play one note and one note well, and it's very overlooked to make those notes sing the way that they do. And you got the feel of a groove in the solo too. Like some of those parts just had you rocking to it, just enjoying it. It was the same kind of vibe throughout the whole entire song where it's this upbeat groove and the solo did well to match it. I feel like sometimes we're quick to just write something that is in our minds, something that's badass, that we want to put all our techniques, we want to show off, we want to be as good as we can be, but we really need to focus on the song as a whole, keeping the mood and portraying the story or the emotion that we are looking to. And I like this solo a lot because it, it's something you can sing to yourself. It's something that is interesting, that grabs your attention for every part of it. And Polini did a really good job. If you <laughs> wouldn't have guessed this wasn't Aaron Marshall, this was Polini. So big props to him. Love what he did with it. And... 
at the very end, right over that intro riff, uh, Aaron Marshall gets his time to show off too. So we're going to take a look at that next. That was the end. Not as much of a solo as I thought it was. I had to re-listen back. But keeping that intro rift interesting by adding different melodic phrases over something familiar is exactly the name of the game with this ending. Keeping it interesting until the very end. And I can respect the crap out of that. I hope all of you took something away from this creatively that you need to use in your own playing if at least this keep the song interesting and focus on one theme and one theme only the whole entire time and interesting from start to finish i get it it's a challenge it's really hard and it's what we're focused on doing on this podcast every episode so i really hope you enjoyed it and i'm glad that you stuck with me for this song um, just some uh, notes is if you are a guitar player and you are looking for lessons or if you're looking to brush up on your music theory or if you're looking to improve your improvising skills or you just want to work on your songwriting like what we're doing here, you can check out my website at osterloguitaracademy.com and feel free to read there. Send me a message if you like the podcast and you think it's adding value to you. Um, there's some free articles on there that will help you and your playing and your songwriting to be just that much more creative. And if you're looking to um, invest the time and better yourself as a musician, um, go ahead and send me a message about signing up for guitar lessons and we'll speak more then. But until next time, guys, I will see you then. Sending you out with that solo one more time.